On today's show, we're going to be talking about so much news. Your head's going to pop. Spider-Man 3 is bringing back some fan favorite heroes and villains. And we're also going to be diving into the Disney Investor Day 2020 event. So let's jump in. everyone and welcome back to film optics brought to you by the drive-in podcast network where each and every week we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news i'm your host christian and of course each and every week we are talking about the world of film tv and everything pop culture related and as always i'm joined by my co-host and my good friend Adevon. how are you doing today i'm doing good it's friday we've been recorded on friday in a long time yeah, man, it's, it's a nice little Friday. You got what two weeks till Christmas? It's it's going uh, it's going along swimmingly. In in a crazy week. Yes, yes, it has. It's it has been insane on my end. You know, this is my, my second podcast I'm uh recording today. Uh, if you haven't checked out our uh, Game Awards or 2020 game awards recap that i uh recorded with zach brett and jared that is up on the podcast now so definitely check that out and of course we had we finally um reviewed mulan so that's a lot of fun as well so go ahead and check that out and uh, a little bit of housekeeping here a little bit of housekeeping before we uh you know begin today's topics but uh, well, really, before, before we even get into that, are, are, you've been playing Cyberpunk, right? Yeah, I got about an hour in yesterday. Not not too much. Not too much. Have you ran into any issues on your PC? A um, couple weird little glitches, but nothing crazy. Nothing like game-breaking? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. I just have to I'm, I'm buying christmas presents for people right now so that's where my priorities are lying but yes this is um if you're listening you know the game awards have already happened of course uh this is actually dropping on saturday we are recording this as of thursday had to uh move a little bit of things around but hey that's all right that's it's all good to go but of course uh now for the housekeeping <laughs> You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. And, of course, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and um, Instagram. I was going to say Twitter and Film Optics. <laughs> Imagine that. Yes, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. So we have a little bit of a uh, – there was actually a lot to get through and that's why I kind of, you know, we we broke up, you know, the Game Awards. And now, of course, this will mainly be for, like, the Disney's Investor Day that happened on uh, yesterday on Thursday. And, of course, um, our main headline for this podcast actually isn't what happened in Disney uh, for the Investor's Day recap, but what happened prior. So we're going to get into a little bit of comic book news there for you guys. Of course, the headline today is Spider-Man 3 is officially bringing back Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus, Doc Ock. And, of course, past Peter Parkers will be in the film as well. Of course, so that means we have Tobey Maguire 
and we have Andrew Garfield. And of course, and I, I believe Kirsten Dunst might be making an appearance. Is that is that right, Devin? Uh, yeah, I heard it's a, it's a possibility, and Emma Stone as well. So what what are, what is your take about this news? Because I I personally feel I, I'm I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited that all this is happening, but I feel like it's going. This movie's going to be too suffocating. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I don't really have that fear just because I feel like most of these appearances will be just short, like Spider-Verse hellos. Like, mm-hmm. they'll just be in a different universe and they'll just say hi to Emma Stone or something. I think that's how a lot of it's going to go. So they won't be like main characters in the story um, very much. So I'm not too worried about that. And I'm definitely excited about Doc Ock because he was pretty <laughs> great. He, okay, so between Doc Ock and, um, oh my gosh, uh, the Green Goblin, which one would you rather have of their original roles from the Sam Raimi trail, uh, Sam Raimi films? Wow, because um, I think I'm going Norman Osborn, just because I love Willem Dafoe. I mean, he he could make an appearance. Who knows? He could. He could. He definitely, definitely could. But honestly, I'm I'm very excited that this is is happening. Of course, I I can't really we can't really call this a, a spoiler. And of course, this is um, coming from Collider that uh, originally he was rumored to uh, that Doc Ock uh, Alfred uh, Molina uh, was rumored to be in Spider Man Three. Now he has been confirmed. And it has actually been confirmed prior a few weeks ago. We learned that Jamie Foxx's Electro will be in um, Spider-Man 3 as well as Andrew Garfield, which is uh, officially confirmed uh, with Tobey Maguire. And it actually looks like, based off of this Collider art- article at least, it looks like Kirsten Dunst will be returning as MJ. Uh, people are expecting Emma Stone to reprise her role as Gwen Stacy, uh, pregnancy permitting. Uh, so, you know, I believe she did have to drop out of Babylon. I think that was, so that's, that's pretty interesting, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm just, I just, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, we already have these spider verse movies and we're getting a second one. And I feel like they could have explored more of this within that, um, that movie franchise. I, I mean, I guess this is an easy way to like connect everything together, but we did see Doc Ock die, and we also, of course, we saw uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin die as well. So, I wonder how they're going to get around explaining that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I, I I would I I would agree with you there for sure. Like I I definitely would. I'm if, if this is like fantastic. And, you know, th- this is every Spider-Man fan's wet dream right now. You know, we've seen so many people talk about it. And it's, it is it is very, um, oh, man, it is very, very fun to, you know, think about what's going on. And uh, it, but it looks like this is slated to release um, in December 17th, 2021, which is weird for a Spider-Man movie. As we know, I mean, the Sp- Spider-Man Spider-Man films have always been the uh, the the, uh, the um, summer blockbusters that we have, you know, 
come to know and love. And Spider-Man Far From Home took home more than a billion worldwide. So, I mean, it's it just depends. I mean, it all depends. It really just depends on this COVID situation that's been going on because, you know, we, we, we can get excited now, but, you know, apparently there are there is a vaccine in the works, but that's, you know, it's very, there's so many factors that plays into this, if, it, if it'll even hit theaters. Um, and speaking of the COVID situation, we actually have a few more news stories here. Uh, in the comic book realm, it looks like Black Widow is rumored and actually now confirmed to remain as a theatrical calendar on um, through you know through Disney, despite the demand of putting it onto Disney Plus. Um, I'm a little bummed about it. I mean, I I totally understand, but it's just in the back of my mind. It's like I I always have this fear that it's just going to get pushed back again. You know, it's, it's, it's so, it's strange. It's, it's, I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> On Black Widow? Yeah. Like the whole, like, do you think it's going to get pushed back? Do you think this is the right move? I Let's mean, it's, it's definitely better than what, uh, what Warner Brothers is doing over there. Just kind of jumping the, jumping the ship there. Right. And we, we will get into that because I do have a few more things I'd like to add after doing a little bit of research, but it's, I, I don't know. I, it's this, that's more of an AT&T thing because AT&T owns, owns Warner Brothers and they're the ones who, you know, they send it down the pipeline, but indirectly Warner Brothers, of course, is going to get caught in the fire because it's Warner Brothers. But uh, for, yeah, for Black Widow, uh, we did learn during the, Disney investors recap that uh, Disney investors day, excuse me, um, that it will still keep that theatrical release. Like I said, I'm just, I'm just kind of skeptical about this. You know, we haven't heard anything about a quiet place part two or any other non Marvel movie that was supposed to release this year for the most part, besides a few heavy hitters here or there, but it is, it's very interesting. I mean, well, I would absolutely love to see this film on the on the big screen, you know, the the bigger action blockbuster. But it's, I mean, it, honestly, if I can't see it in IMAX and if I can't see it in Dolby, then it's. I mean, I really don't want to see this in like just a basic theater. Like this, this requires all the attention, all all the bells, all the whistles that that it um that that it can muster. So. Oh, well, but um, actually speaking of, you know, since we're talking about the, you know, all this comic book news, uh, let's, you want to get into the Warner Brothers, the rest of the Warner Brothers drama now and then hit Disney investors. You want to do it that way? Do you want to? Yeah, we can, we can do that. All right. Why don't you go ahead and take, take the reins? I'm, I'm, I've been talking all day. There's been so much that's come out. What's up? There's been so much that's come out about this story here. Yeah. I, I put it in like kind of chronological order just for, you know, for the listeners out there so that they can kind of follow along what was going on and now what is, but yeah, it kind of started Christopher Nolan's been at the heart of it for, for most of this time. Uh, he's, he's ripping HBO max as the worst streaming service, denouncing it's uh Warner brothers plan. Um, and he also, mentions that the poor tenant box office led to the HBO Max shift. 
And he also says that the Warner Brothers, it was Warner Brothers' decision to release Tenet in the first place in theaters during the pandemic. So he's just kind of going off, um, just kind of yelling at them. He didn't mention it at the Game Awards, though, which I, I thought he would. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get a little jab in. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably recorded months ago or something. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, because well, they did say it was live, right? We talked about that last night. Yeah, I'm guessing his part was just like pre-recorded, and they, he just yeah. sent it in. <laughs> yeah, he takes, he took for that. He's like, no, 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 wait, 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 I could do better. I could do better. Yeah, no, no sitting allowed. Uh, yeah, exactly. No chairs. Got a chair? I see. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's just a lot of people angry. The the directors guild, um, is angry and, and wrote a letter and and is considering boycotting. Um, today came out that uh, Denis Villeneuve. Is also upset about it, um, and multiple actors, James Gunn, just anyone who who works with Warner Brothers is is not happy with the decision. Yeah, I believe Josh Brolin and um, Jason Momoa also, Jason Momoa, excuse me, also said something uh, about it, whether um, or not. And I mean, I I understand. I and you know, like I I know I've been a little vocal about this on Twitter, but I am for the idea of what Warner Brothers is trying to do with giving people the opportunity to choose between the theaters and watching the streaming services. I do not like the way. How, well, I don't like how reactionary they were about this. I wish they would have taking the time like they uh as they approached you know patty jenkins and gal gadot you know they got a little bit extra cash there but regardless you know they talked to them about it beforehand saying hey you know this film was supposed to come out last year we pushed it back at least six times we're worried it's going to be a bit stale because honestly i feel like it was going to for the most part, I feel like it was going to get a little bit stale there just because it's, it's tiring of seeing, you know, all um, these studios pump all this marketing into these films and then it doesn't come out James Bond. And I'm not even a James Bond fan, but like this one looks really good and I was really interested to see it. And, you know, Sony or whoever they, they, um, you know, they mustered up the more um, they, they, they fired up the uh, the marketing machine, uh, bandwagon, and it, it got delayed again. But I I don't like how they only I don't like how AT and T Warner Brothers, whoever you want to blame, I'm just gonna say AT and T because AT and T does own Warner Brothers, and of course this is classic. You know the higher ups don't get the you know get hit with you know all of the the shrapnel that's going on. But I, I don't like how the company decided to just push this at the last minute. Um, obviously, I feel like it would have been well better received with, um, you know, talking to them first about this prior. But then again, it's, it is kind of weird because now all of a sudden HBO Max is like the worst streaming service in the eyes of these creators. But like, I feel like they would have said something different if the you know if if warner brothers or at&t would have talked to them about this prior yeah they just they just kind of had this plan and then they just kind of sprung it on everybody and didn't yeah. tell anybody besides wonder woman apparently right and, and, and it sucks you know I'm, I'm not saying but it 
Because, I mean, I, I'm imagining, you know, these directors have already been paid because a lot of these movies, you know, Dune's ready to go. It's, 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 you know, it's gone through production. It's, it's, you know, it's been edited, you know, all, all the sound mixing and whatnot. It's, it's ready to go. I understand where Denise coming from where he's like, you know, Hey, my movie doesn't come out until October and there's a vaccine coming, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who wants to go see this movie is going to get the vaccine right away. Because we, from what we know, you know, um, healthcare frontline workers are going to be getting it first and then it's going to be trickling down from there. A vaccine does not for whatever means mean it's a cure. It's just like you would get a normal flu vaccine every single year, you know, to help you, your body fight off against the flu. It's, that's, you know, it's a vaccine. It's not a cure, but I just, we just don't know what's going to happen because we thought all of this would be over by now and it's not and partly america's you know to blame for all this because nobody wants to follow the rules because it's our god-given right blah 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 whatever but that that's the thing i'm worried about and i i i commend warner brothers for giving people a choice when it comes to this but i can also understand you know the the super short notice but i mean I'm sorry, but HBO Max is not the worst streaming service, but they did make a pretty bad move. I want to talk about that really quick. And that is AT&T sold Crunchyroll to uh, Sony's Funimation for uh, $1.175 billion. For those of you who don't know what Crunchyroll is, it's like... um, your anime Netflix. It's it it's where literally if if you are watching whatever show, um, I don't know, My Hero Academia or Attack on Titan, um, they the the shows usually I mean they come in sub and dub. They do they do stream in both, but if you're looking for the subtitles, which you know the 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 native um episode, they release day and date within Japan and the rest of the world, you know, at the same time. But that was a really strong pillar that HBO Max had underneath their wing because there's, I mean, it's not a big selection, but there is a lot of, there's a lot to watch on there through HBO Max. Now, I don't know if Crunchyroll is going to stay on HBO Max or if Crunchyroll is going to Funimation, which is also like another Japanese, um, not Japanese, yeah, well, anime streaming service as well. I really don't know what's going on there, but I feel like that was a mistake only because I don't feel like paying for another streaming service. But I just wanted to throw that out there with, you know, since it's with all this Warner Brother AT&T drama. But did you have anything else you wanted to tackle on with that before we move on to the big, the good stuff? I have no comment. No comment. All right. So... Um, actually, really quick before we do, um, iCarly is coming back. So next thing on our list here. Um, figure we get that all out of the way before we dive into uh, the Disney investors. But um, what are your thoughts about this? Are you smash pass? Or what, what, what are you doing? Well, most of iCarly is back. They got Carly. They got Freddie. And they got Spencer. Yeah. There's Spencer. No, no Sam. No Jeanette. McCurdy. Yeah, there's no Jeanette McCurdy. Like on or or Gibby. 
Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, if if it was if Jerry Trainer was if it was just uh, Miranda Cosgrove and Nathan Kress, I wouldn't care. But Jerry Trainer is hilarious, and no word on Jeanette McCurdy, like we said, and uh, the guy who plays Gibby. I don't know his name. I do apologize. I, mean, I feel like I feel like none of them really have much going on, so this, <laughs> this is needed. Yeah, and I wonder where this is going to. Um... Oh, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Excuse me. Sure. I'm really tired tired of this whole Plus thing. This comes from TV Line, by the way. Um, started following them on Twitter. Uh, they seem pretty um, reliable for the most part because I have seen this story carry around. Other than that, that Murphy's Law, you know what I'm talking about? I have uh, no idea. It's it's this random like it's it's kind of like Illuminati where like they have like their own exclusive stories, but like it doesn't really seem to be picked up by like Variety or Deadline or the Hollywood Reporter or anything like that, but. Uh, yeah, it looks like this is originally originally this reboot was supposed to be on CBS All Access, but it's set to be rebranded as Paramount Plus. So I guess it's all the same thing. Um, so it looks like the new service will combine original content with shows from CBS, cable outlets, MTV, Comedy Central, BET, Paramount Network, and Nickelodeon. So didn't they say something about a Drake and Josh reboot, by the way? Do you remember that? Probably. I felt there was some. I felt like there was something there, but might as well, might as well just do do a combined one. They're all they're all related, anyways. Yeah, there is literally like they're all within the same universe. <laughs> I think it's like Victorious. Yeah, throw in um, Victorious and Zoe One Hundred and One. Just throw it all together. By the way, did you see that tweet that was going around? Which. Uh, Nickelodeon show had the best um, intro song. It was between Drake and Josh, iCarly, Victorious, and Zoe 101. Yeah, I could not tell you Victorious or Zoe 101's from memory. Just I remember Zoe. I do not remember Victorious's at all. But I remember, obviously, I re- we all remember Drake and Josh. But I'm, 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 f- I'm feeling that iCarly's the winner. It's got to be Drake and Josh. No, no, by far. No, well, well, Drake Bell wrote both songs, so it's like I, you, you I mean like Drake Campana. What is he that? Cha- his he changed his name. And did he really? He's a Shut Spanish up, Spanish singer. Now, did he? Re- are you serious? Yes. Are you pulling my leg? I would not. I gotta look this up. up. Oh my gosh! I'll I'll I'll, I'll Drake look it up. Later. Campana. Oh no. Oh God! Anyway, so Drake Bell, yes, um, I, I would say iCarly is the winner because I I remember both Drake and Josh and iCarly's theme song, the be- uh the best, and Zoe One One's a little bit. It's like ooh, ooh, ooh. it's more. No, that one was awful. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> you just jarred jarred that back into my memory. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I I honestly think iCarly is the winner. It has the most. It's the verse. It's the most versatile out of the three. I mean, yeah. four. Sorry, but I I don't know. I I would say iCarly number one, and then Drake and Josh is definitely a close second, like not far behind whatsoever. But Devin, it's it's time to get into this up. This nitty gritty of the, all the, all all the juices, the cream of the crop. 
even though this isn't like the main headline because I already made the thumbnail and I'm not making another one because the one we have, I think is really, really good with all the Spider-Men. It's still Disney related. But um, for those of you who don't know, Disney invest, uh, the 2020 Disney investors day happens uh, yesterday on Thursday. I don't think anybody it, expected to get this much information. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, it's it's investors. This is, like, as soon as they announced this, I felt like this is, like, the equivalent to what PlayStation would do uh, during, like, the very beginning of, like, the PlayStation 5. It's, like, all the technical jargon that, like, casual gamers or just gamers in general just don't care about because they obviously just care about the games. But it's more, like, the behind the scenes. It's, it's like, an event that you are supposed to hold on. You're supposed to debut for your shareholders. And that's what I thought this was. But it looks like Disney just said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to combine since we missed Comic-Con this year and we didn't do like our own, you know, DC fandom events, which I think this is way better, by the way, for the most part, for for the announcement. It just it's, it was just an overwhelming amount of announcements. But, you know, the stuff that we really cared about, I thought it was it was handled very well. But, of course, um, Disney Investors Day 2020 um, finally has hosted its event. Uh, the company has been muted um, for the majority of the year about its plans outside of uh, for Disney Plus outside of 2020 until today or yesterday. So we're just going to kind of skim through uh, some of the major reveals, the things that stick out to us. Um, I'll start this first one off just with, like, some general direct consumer stuff. So it looks like uh, Ray of the Last Dragon, the new Disney animated uh, feature film, is, uh, will release both in theaters and through Disney Plus premium access on March 5th, I believe. Devin, what are your thoughts about this? So does, really does that mean $30 like Mulan? I feel like it does. That's a pass. I'm very, I'm, I'm more inclined to pay thirty dollars for this than I was Mulan. Number one, I love animated films. Number two, it just looks way better than Mulan. <laughs> but I think I'm going to reserve judgment until we see some, some, uh, you know, reviews yeah, out yeah, this, there. This movie's not afraid to put dragons in their movie like Mulan was. <laughs> oh my gosh, Devin. <laughs> Enough here. with the salt. All right. It was you want to what's up? It was pitiful. Oh my gosh. We got a phoenix. <laughs> the weird but no, th this it, <laughs> Well, okay, so this is from the studio that brought you that brought us Moana and Frozen, but it does look interesting. Um, I just wish we knew a little bit more about it. Definitely gonna reserve judgments um until then, but I mean, it, it just depends, you know, if, if, if we're able to get vaccines, if, if the vaccine is deemed, you know, safe and reliable and, you know, does its job like the, you know, NDA or uh, whoever the um, yeah, healthcare community um, claims it to be, then, um, or the FDA, I think it is, um, then maybe I'll watch this in theaters. Because it's like, I mean, if, if, if I'm going to pay $30, I'd rather watch it in theaters anyway. Like, if, if if we had to pay extra, we might as well just watch it in theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's some crazy stuff. 
but and of course we are we already kind of talked about the uh, black widow um you know it's still set to release on may 7th yeah it's just pretty pretty important because it just kind of confirms that disney will not be following warner brothers footsteps you know what i feel like they were going to and then they saw what warner brothers was doing and they were like no. Yeah, thanks for taking the bite in the bullet for us. <laughs> <laughs> because it's especially, you know, during the investors, I'm not sure if you saw that the, you know, they said they're committed to the theaters and whatnot. And I uh, I am, but it's like, my God. Like I just I just don't like how it's because sometimes it just feels like they're just in it for the money. And it's like, oh, it needs to be in theaters. Oh, so I can get my you know that 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 extra bonus uh, box office check, um, but I mean, obviously there is more to it. But that, that's just the way it feels. But it is what it is. Anyway, moving on, uh, we got some Lucasfilm announcements here. Devin, you want to take the Star Wars, and I'll take the Marvel, or you want to do vice versa? Well, there's there's a lot going on in both, so we can just kind of do our uh, <laughs> our smasher pass on on all of these. Let's start off with. Star Wars Rangers, Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, this new live-action series from executive producers John Favreau and Dave Filoni, will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. I'm in. I'm in. All, All right, you need to say is Mandalorian, in. and and I'm in. <laughs> John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and you're in, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, so that's an look, easy, and- easy smash. Um, Star Wars Ahsoka. Of course. Uh, after making her long-winded live-action debut in The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano's story written by Dave Filoni will continue in a limited series starring Rosario Dawson. Smash. Yep. Yeah, he created uh, Ahsoka, so, yeah. Star Obviously. Wars and or. Uh, a nice long paragraph here. Um, your, your hatred for Rogue One is, is out of control. It's It's not. It's just, oh my god, that movie is so long. For just what? such a small minuscule, it's like it's like almost two and a half hours. That's how most of these movies are. <sighs> well, this one needs to pick up the pace. But anyway, Andor uh, spy thriller. <laughs> yeah, it's a spy thriller. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I just don't care. I mean, I'm I'm smashed. <laughs> it comes out in 2022 on Disney Plus. Uh, looks like. Uh, Diego Luna will be reprising his role as Cassian Andor from Rogue One. It'll be a fantastic new cast, including uh, Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Adria Adrone, uh, Fiona Shaw, and a few others. Um, cool. Oh, it kick- a production kicks off in three weeks in London. Sweet. But now, Devin, here's what I'm talking about. We got the Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi special of the, the series last august d23 lucasfilm announced that the return of ewan mcgregor as the iconic role of jedi master obi-wan kenobi for a special event during the disney plus um officially titled a disney plus series officially titled obi-wan kenobi the series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of star wars revenge revenge of the sith where he faced his greatest defeat um, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, aka the Chosen One. He's back, ladies and general, turned into the evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. The series is directed by Deborah Chow, 
<coughs> excuse me, who helmed the memorable episodes of uh, Mandalorian season one. And not only that, my friends, this will truly be a long day to remember as it is confirmed that Mr. Hayden Christensen himself will be returning as Darth Vader. The, um, this will be the rematch of the century, Kathleen Kennedy says. The Chosen One is back, ladies and gentlemen. Very excited. Anyway, you smashing or passing this one? I'll, I'll smash. I'll smash. A nice light smash. Wow. Wow. Anyway, uh, and then we have the Star Wars Bad Batch. A uh, little bit of a sizzle trailer. Devin never watched uh, Cl- uh, Clone Wars Season 7. Um, so do you, do you smash or pass? Um, I'm going to have to pass. I just I do not vibe with the, these animated uh, little shows they got. I don't know. I'm going to get into it. When will you learn? I will say Season 1 of the show, like if you go all the way back, it is very rough. Like it really does. The animation doesn't really improve until like season three, I would say. But uh, you want to take these next few? Star Wars Lando. Oh boy. And we got visions. I'm not sure what that is. Um, Mando Calrissian will return in a brand new series for Disney Plus. Justin Simeon, creator of critically acclaimed Dear White People and a huge Star Wars fan, is developing the story. I don't think we got confirmation if Donald Glover will be. Joining Lando, right? Yeah, or I really hope so. Yeah, I really hope so too. Then we get Star Wars The Acolyte, um, creator of the series Russian Doll. I like that that series. Brings a new Mm -hmm. Star Wars series to Disney Plus. It's a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic area. Sounds interesting. I think this is the show that is supposed to uh, set off 300 years before the events of uh, Phantom Menace, which for those of you who don't know, uh, Star Wars Knights of, of the Old Republic 1 and 2, I think that was either 500 or 1,000 years before the events. I can't really remember, but Disney made that non-canon anyway. Thank you, Disney. Even though, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say that Disney ruined Star Wars because they are doing so much here uh we also have two more uh star wars shows that they announced uh looks like star wars rogue squadron will be directed by patty jenkins herself the story will introduce a new uh, generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a bounty pushing high-speed throw ride and the move um, and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So I'm assuming this will probably happen after the events of Rise of Skywalker. Um, of course, you know, Patty has established herself as one of the top directors of the film industry today. And Kathleen Kennedy said that she's a visionary who knows how to strike a balance between action and heart. And I can't wait to see what she does in the Star Wars galaxy. And of course, we know that... Um, Taika Waititi is also uh, directing a Star Wars or writing a Star Wars uh, a script for a Star Wars story. I think he's directing as well, isn't he? Devin? For what? Uh, for uh, a Star Wars uh, movie. Is he writing and directing? Who? Taika? Um, yeah. Okay, that's it's, what I thought. It's all his baby. Yeah. But that and... didn't really get much announced because it's pretty far out still. Yeah, yeah, they, they they kind of brushed over it, saying, "Hey, you know, we you know dropped this news earlier, so just kind of reconfirming." 
Uh, then the last bit of Star Wars news we have is Star Wars A Droid Story, a Lucasfilm uh, continues to develop new stories. <laughs> uh, this looks like it's just going to follow the epic journey, introducing, um, you know, the legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. So I guess they're getting their own little series, something I was kind of afraid of because I didn't really, I mean, like, I, I love the droids, but I never really thought they needed too much backstory. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, smash it could be cute, I guess. Yeah. You smashing? Uh, maybe. All right. Fair enough. Cool. So, yeah, that's all the Star Wars now news. On, now on to the all the smashing. All of all the smashing. All <laughs> you the wanna, smashing. You want to blow up the Aphelis trailers really quick? Oh, my God. The WandaVision trailer. It's, it's yes. crazy. Like, yes. Who knows what's going on in this world? I'm very excited. We finally get a Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. That was pretty mm. lit. Yeah, it does. Um, well, what did you think of the Loki trailer? That that blew the other ones out of the water. It looked so good. I knew Loki. People kept sleeping on Loki. I was like, listen. This He's is... like time hopping. He's like committing crimes everywhere. He's got Owen Wilson. It's gray <laughs> hair. It's crazy. Yeah. And we got our first little uh, sneak peek at uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. We saw a little bit of her um, auditioning tapes. You know, of course, they did that over Zoom, and she was thrilled. Um, it's also been confirmed that she will star in Captain Marvel 2. Now, on to one of my favorites uh, in of the uh, What If, uh, the Marvel What If uh, uh, Disney Plus original, which I'm I, – I'm very excited for, but I feel I'm like not sure if they more... showed much new footage in this, but it does look cool. I, I wonder if these are going to be at least like, you know, 20 to 24 minute episodes. Or are they going to be shorts? Because I'm hoping they're at least like 24 to 30 minute episodes. Probably. That's what I'm hoping. Because they did say a lot of people will be reprising the roles. And of course, Chadwick Boseman. This is technically Chadwick Boseman's final performance. Um, of course, he did one for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix and uh, The Five Bloods were his previous last two. But I believe this is his final performance that they've recorded um, that, or that he's done before his passing. So that one looks really, really cool. The, the animation looks odd, but like I kind of dig it. It looks pretty and, crisp. Yeah, it will definitely grow on me. You smashing or passing this one, Devin? Definitely smashing. All right. Yeah, like this, it's the whole trailer itself. It just, it looks so, like they go into in depth. Like, there was a really cool shot with like Doctor Strange and like, look like he's firebending or something. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. But um, yeah, do you want to tackle, we have a few more Marvel announcements here and then we'll uh, wrap up for today's. Uh, episode, but we can kind of blow through the rest of these really quick because I'm assuming these are all going to be smashing. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness coming March 25th, 2022. And then, oh, there's so much in 2021. Shang-Chi, July 9th, 2021. Ms. Marvel, 2021. I don't know what year Captain Marvel 2 is, but... I think that's 2022. I believe they did yeah. move some dates around with uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder as well. Eternals is November 2021. Is Hawkeye's 2021? Uh, ooh, you know what? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll have to double-check on that one. But anyways, we got Hawkeye coming with Haley Steinfeld, of course. Finally, officially confirmed. 
And Florence, pew, 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 pew. And um, they also announced um, um, Catherine, name Catherine Newton, that actress who's playing um, Cassie Lang. They announced that yeah. casting. Mm-hmm. We got She-Hulk with Tatiana Maslany and Mark Ruffalo. It's official now because she denied it a while ago. She was being cheeky. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to confirm Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it officially. Yeah, for sure. And Secret Invasion, that was that was a big surprise. Um, it, it's the uh, it's the Nick Fury TV show that that was rumored a few weeks ago. Yeah, I remember that. So it's him and and Talos um, teaming up again. <laughs> he was so good. That's gonna be good. Hopefully, we'll get Ben, ben Mendelsohn. I guess this next one is probably the most controversial of all of them. Ironheart um, is an original series about the creator with the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Um, which is mm. Riri Williams, which I guess is a controversial comic figure. Um, we I, don't know I anything don't about know. that, but she sounds cool to me. Yeah. Then we get Armor Wars. A mm. little bit of a surprise here. They give our buddy Don Cheadle some love. Yeah. I think this is supposed to be like his show, isn't it? Yeah, essentially? His, uh, his series. Um, it's about the creator of the most, or no, sorry, a classic Marvel story about Tony Stark's worst fear coming true. Don Cheadle. What do you think that is? <laughs> um, that and we got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming to Disney Plus 2022. Um, and I am Groot. <laughs> this is a series with Baby Groot shorts coming to Disney Plus. So I, I just need nice all the Guardians content. Just give me all of it. <laughs> and of course, we have a Black Panther is coming to theaters July eighth, twenty twenty two. Marvel did confirm that Chadwick Boseman will not they, they will not recast him, um, understandably. And it's even if they were to find someone who's kind of like him but not quite, it's that, that, that's just hard to replace. So I, I feel like there is there might be some kind of obviously off screen event that would happen that um, possibly that. Um, his character, uh, Black Panther, would have passed away off screen or something. I really don't know how they're going to handle that. I feel like it um, just has I, to be Shuri taking over, yeah. despite her yeah. her weird vaccination views. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And then uh, the cream of the crop of the cream of the crop, the, the mic uh, drop, the mic drop. John Watts is directing a Fantastic Four film. So they got the the director of the Spider Man movies. Two, two of the best ones. We have we have that proud stance. Two of the best Spider-Man movies. Sam Raimi. No, John we're talking Watts. about who? John Watts. Oh, John Watts. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was yeah. thinking of Sam Raimi for uh, Multiverse Madness. I'm sorry. Yeah, John Watts. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 killing it with Spider-Man. They're more they're there's two of the funnier movies in the MCU. So we can kind of tell what route they're going with Fantastic Four. It won't be like all serious and weird like fan four stick yeah more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah there, there were a few others like there, there were a few other announcements um when i was writing this article you know i was updating as i went but i know there are a few more marvel announcements out there dealing with like ant-man and the wasps and uh, oh, yeah, quantum, uh quantum mania crazy yeah, quantum mania uh, I think there's a few others, you know, and guys, you know, we, we apologize. You know, we, we try to keep up with as much news as we can. Um, of course, I don't think, yeah, Quantumania and Moon Knight, they kind of touched on that as well. But I don't know when that's coming out. So 
So they, they kind of touched on that. Thor Love and Thunder got a new release date. I can't remember what it was, though. I think it's 2022 as well. But, yeah, that pretty much uh, covers that everything I kind of wanted to cover over. Was there anything else you wanted to uh, touch on really quick before we uh, uh, wrap up here? I think, I think we're good. Good, good news right. week. Yeah. Also, really breaking news from earlier today. Game of Thrones spinoff, House of Dragons, will you know, set 300 years before the event of the original series. It looks like Matt Smith, Emma Darcy, and Matt Smith and Emma Darcy will play Damon and uh, Raina uh, the Targaryen, while Olivia Cook will play Alice, uh, Alice, uh, Alice Hightower. Uh, for those of you who know, you know who those people are. If you're not a Game of Thrones fan, I'm not going to go into it right now because um, I got to go. <laughs> but uh, just one last little um, thing. I, I don't want to hear anyone else saying that Disney ruined Star Wars ever. Like, I, I, I don't want to hear from anybody. What, regardless if it's good or bad, we, we understand that, you know, you're, you're going to hit bumps in a row with the giant franchise. But overall, Disney has done a damn good job with um, acquiring, you know, with bringing, expanding the world of Star Wars as much as they can uh, to, to the caliber that, that they are, have been, that, that they're planning on doing. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Marvel's, you know, they got Kevin Feige, uh, Long May He Reign. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of all this, you know, this Star Wars slander through Disney. They're, they're doing more with the series and um, than George Lucas ever could hope to do, honestly. So, you know, you're, you're going to hit bumps in the road. But, yeah, that pretty much concludes our um, newscast this week. Of course, Devin, thank you all for coming on. Um, and thank, every, thank you, everyone, for listening. And make sure to check out the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network over on the Music City Drive-In website at musiccitydrivein.com. I have a lot of uh, written reviews over there on my blog, and also be sure to subscribe to our uh, our podcast on the platform of uh, your listening on your choosing, of course. And um, I don't know what we're reviewing next. Well, we'll figure it out when the time comes. But we did review Mulan, as I mentioned before. And if you're a big His Dark Materials fan, me and uh, Griff Schiller have been tackling season two uh, uh, week by week. Uh, keep a lookout for our episode five review of the series i believe there's three more episodes left and then uh we're done with that with that series oh of course um the mandalorian where Devin and i will be tackling the mandalorian uh season two um this next week week? yeah next week so yeah maybe maybe that'll be our next review since we have his dark materials coming out for the pod this coming up week so yeah, that pretty much does it for today. My name is Christian, and that was Devin, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.